0: Boyan Bogdanovic is heading our direction. Jordan Clarkson in the first half was 1 of 8, in the second half was 9 of 11. He was 0 of 5 from 3 and then 4 of 5 from 3. And Boyan Bogdanovic did his job as well with 23. He joins us now. I think you can hear me. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can. Thank you, Boyan. Uh From the reaction of the bench, it feels like you guys, this feels like a big win for you guys.
1: I mean, just great. Great win, especially on the road. Without without Donovan, we was. Trying to to figure out how to play in the first quarter, we couldn't hit any any shot. But then, uh, starting from from third quarter, we started we started to play our, our basketball. We moved the ball. JC got hot, and 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 then it, we were we were stompable. It was strange to watch that first half. What was it like to play in it? It was, but I, I mean, our, our defense kept us in a, in in a game. Even if we couldn't we couldn't score. We were. We were guarding. We were we were on on a board. We know that they're playing with uh, with the two bigs and, and crushing every single time. So we did a great job also on, on the defensive board. And like I said, when we got hot on on, on the second half, it was it was tough it's for great. them to, to guard us.
0: It's a great point about the uh, the defensive glass and the work you guys put in tonight. What was it like
1: to watch Jordan finally get going? I mean, listen, we all know how how good he is. So it was matter matter of the time. There's a couple of us that are struggling struggling from a from a three, but uh. But as long as we are winning, no one cares about that. So you have been taking many, many
0: more shots at the rim this year than last year. Is that a conscious effort? Is that the wrist? What is that?
1: I mean if, if you cannot see the shot falling from a tree, you gotta you gotta do something, something different again inside. But but yeah, I'm more comfortable with my with my wrist and 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 like I said, just trying to trying to, to get whatever defense is giving me. Boyan, it's
0: always a pleasure to chat with you. Thank yes, you very sir.
1: much. Boyan Bogdanovich. Jazz
0: win at one sixteen ninety eight. David Locke along with Ron Boone. And uh, joined now by Tim LaCombe and Jake Scott. And that was, uh, that, that's, that is a joyous bunch, guys. I don't know if you can see it on the bench, on the TV, but that is a happy group here tonight to get that win.
2: Yeah, you, absolutely. In fact, if you watch some of the bench reactions as Jordan Clarkson was breaking out there in the third quarter, you could tell everybody was, was pretty fired up about how everything was going.
0: That's uh, beyond breaking out, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> good point, good point.
2: Understated that just a tad.
0: 9 of 11 in the second half, 4 of 5 from 3, 25 points. You know, Lacombe, I believe in numbers.
3: Yes, you do, David.
0: I guess, is that progression to the mean rather than regression to the mean?
3: Uh, yeah, and, and it's funny because we talked about that, Jake and I talked about that, and, and I said, because I've seen it a million times with shooters, as fast as a guy like that can go cold, it can, it can go the other way really quickly. And all Jordan needed to see was the ball go in a couple times, and you saw the look in his eye. It was like, okay, you know, I mean, he missed two one-footers in the first half, you know, and the ball just would not go down, and Finally, when he broke through, he had that, that look in his eye like, look out. <laughs> and, uh,
4: before that, he was hanging his head. You know? Yeah, he kind of he was. Yeah, yeah. He was it's just, I can't believe that this is not falling. And these are the shots I take all the time. <clears throat> I was telling David before the ball game, watching him warm up, I mean, those, the, the shots was going in. He had to feel, feel very good when the game started that he was going to break out. But it didn't happen in that first half.
3: I, I felt like the the first half I felt like I was as good as the Jazz defensively have been in, in a while. Um, they've been good this year, but, that, I mean, to, to kind of go through, it's, it's hard to guard that hard when you're not making shots. And they were, the man, they were locked in in, in that first half.
4: You give yourself a chance to win.
2: Yep. I'd ask, yeah. I'd ask Booner what he did to break out of a shooting slump, but you never had one, right, Ron? Nope. Can't prove it didn't either. <laughs> now putting on the other hand, that's a
3: whole nother story. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Don't need to have any tricks to break out when you never had one. That's the nice part. Just never go into a slump. You never have to worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Great job.
0: I just want to point out, sometimes the players give us great tidbits. That point by Boyan Bogdanovich, that the defensive rebounding in that first half by the Jazz against the six best offensive rebounding team with Capella and Collins crashing. Mm was probably the key to the game as much, and that stretch with Trent Forrest uh, when they went on a 17-9 to run were probably the two keys of the game. Yeah, they
3: crushed them on the glass. I was 47-32, absolutely crushed them on the glass. Big deal. Thanks, guys. Talk to you in Miami.
0: See
2: you. 116-98 final Jazz win going away. We're breaking it down next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night, post-game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott coach Tim Lacombe, 116-98 to is your final. The Jazz end up blowing out the Hawks thanks to outscoring Atlanta 41-24 to in the fourth quarter. And Jordan Clarkson, again, breakout probably isn't uh, strong enough a term, but uh, boy, did he pour it on in the second half. Ends the game with 30 points. Coach Lacombe, 30 on 10 of 19, shooting 4 of 10 from 3. And uh, that's the Jordan Clarkson that uh, we're all used to seeing. What
3: was the difference to you? Did you see any difference in the shots he was taking? Nope. Not I a did thing. not see a thing, not one different thing, other than the ball went in the basket. It's a crazy thing. It's, it, it's why it's sport, because you can never perfect it. And it, you just, you know, it's the same game, but played differently every single time. And you you were right when you talked to David. In the first half, he miss, he missed one-foot jump shots. I mean,
2: it it was just rattling out. It did not look good. He did get one. Uh, he did uh, make one basket right in the first half and then comes out in the second and just absolutely has a night. And it's why these guys keep shooting. I mean, it's why the, the message from Coach Snyder all year long has been keep shooting, keep putting them up. And they needed that tonight. With no Donovan Mitchell, they needed somebody to come out there and, and give a scoring punch, and certainly Jordan did too. Others, you know, Bogdanovich had 23 tonight and was very good, but, you know, Clarkson had a game. That helps.
3: And and I'm going to use Tony Jones here, our, our friend um, Tony Jones here that writes locally. Uh, the Utah Jazz have scored 77 points in the second half. 77. Mm. Is that good? See, isn't it crazy? Because they're in the Point Desert, and then they found the Oasis. Well, that's what we've been talking about, right? Yeah. But, yeah, and and I can't stress it enough. It's it's not a make-or-miss league, okay? There's a lot of factors that go into it. Um, Because the Jazz have figured out ways to win games without making shots. But, man, it's easier when those things go in. And we talked about it at halftime. If shots start going in, they can pull away in this game. And that's exactly what happened. Trey Young had 21 tonight, coach, but it took him 20 shots to get there. He was
2: 8 of 20, 0 for 4 from 3. He had 7 assists and 4 rebounds, and he'll take that. That's an effective night against Trey Young.
3: Yeah, you know, for him not to make a 3 is absolutely massive. Uh, He's he's such a threat from out there, but I told you the guys, the game plan was so good from the coaches, and then you could tell the execution was dialed in, and they never really did lose track of him, and – um, you know, it's he's the head of the snake. He's the guy you've got to account for first. And they, they definitely did that and, and all the more. I mean, the rebounding issue was was definitely – that was a, a toss-up tonight, and the Jazz just went and dominated that category.
2: Well, they held uh, John Collins to just 13 points, which I think is a win. Bogdan Bogdanovich only had eight points tonight, so – the defense was on display. I mean, we'll talk a lot about Clarkson in the second half and scoring 41 in the fourth quarter and the, the 77 points and all that, but the defense was very good.
3: Yeah, it's, it, to me it was a story of why the Jazz were able to break out. Um, you know, if they weren't guarding, that game could have got really ugly really fast, but they continued to guard, and that's what allowed them to, to find their, their stroke offensively and get rolling and, and pull away in the game ultimately.
2: With that, we will say goodnight to our network stations. Our next broadcast is coming your way on Saturday night. The Jazz will be in Miami to take on Jimmy Butler and the Heat. That game will tip off at 5.30. Uh, we'll have more coming up next. We'll get you sound from the locker room. We'll get you Coach Snyder's uh, post-game sound as well. It is Jazz Game Night post-game Show right here on the Jazz Radio Network.
5: Weekday mornings, it's DJ and PK to wake you up in the zone. Jake Scott and Ben Anderson mid-morning. Your lunch break and beyond with Hans and Scotty G. And now, unrivaled's Alex Curie and former NFL quarterback Scott Mitchell afternoons on the Zone Sports Network. Part of Utah's powerhouse for sports. KSLsports.com. On air, online, and on the KSL Sports app. Dear exit strategy, let's pick the perfect Toyota for our great escape. Try the sporty Camry. The elegant Venza, the adventurous RAV4, or the spacious Highlander. No matter which vehicle you choose, there's an exit from the ordinary to match and miles of fun ahead. See you soon. Toyota, Toyota, let's go places. Visit your Utah Toyota dealer today. Toyota, let's go places. You've caught up on a lot this past year. Found your center, binge watched eight seasons of your favorite show finally wrapped up that honey-do list and even reconnected with the outdoors. Now it's time to catch up on your health. If it's been a while since you've had your annual checkup or you've been putting off care, let's catch up soon. With 11 neighborhood health centers offering primary specialty and urgent care at University of Utah Health, we're here for you. With
6: Lesles and IT backing you up,
5: you'll be ready for whatever
6: the game throws at you. From cutting edge network security, data backups, and support to servers, document management, and advanced copiers, Les Olson is always in position and ready to clinch the win for your business. Visit slash tech today. Les Olson Company, your office technology partner.
0: Les Olson Company. Catch and shoot three. Ah!
5: The clock is at zero, and another Utah Jazz game is in the books. This is the Jazz Postgame Show. Ingles
0: underhand scoop to Conley, back out to Joe, fires the three.
5: Presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Donovan skies and hammers. Now with the recap of tonight's game, here's Jake Scott and Tim LaCole.
2: Jazz game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacomb with you. Post game is brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at Mark Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacomb with you. One sixteen to ninety eight is your final. The Jazz moved to seven and one on the season. They beat the Atlanta Hawks tonight in Atlanta. And the Jazz, who really struggled to shoot the ball in the first half, did not in the second half. They end up shooting 50.6% from the field for the game. They were 17 of 41 from three, 41.5% back in that 40% from three. Coach, that's uh, that's probably a pretty good sign. Led by Jordan Clarkson, 30 points coming in off the bench in 31 minutes. Joe Ingles had 19 points. Mike Conley had 13 points to go along with 11 assists. Rudy Gobert, 13 points, 15 rebounds. Boyan Bogdanovich, added 23 points on 7-of-16 shooting. Uh, Royce O'Neal hit a couple of threes tonight. Bogdanovich hit a couple of threes. Uh, we talked about Clarkson, who got it going from three. Conley, of course. Joe Ingles was 5-of-6. You know, it's it, it was good to see players that we know can really shoot the ball go out there and shoot it tonight.
3: Yeah, it made, it made sense. <laughs> it's what we kind of expected. the The constant with this team, the one thing that we felt like this team could really do is move the ball and shoot it. And um, I've still been impressed this season, even the, without the ball going into this point, uh, to the way the ball's moved, you know, even with uh, some of the difficulty in the way teams are guarding the Jazz. But tonight, it really just needed to be a, a couple of guys. I thought Joe Ingles was really key tonight. He yeah. made some big shots. Um, you know, and Jeff's al- or Jeff Joe's always so to- so tough-minded. Um, he's, he, he's a, uh, you know, on the offensive end, he knows exactly what, where to get the ball to guys and um, made an absolutely an awesome pocket pass to Rudy for a dunk in the, in the first half. So, you know, a lot of guys t- that did a great job, but, but Joe jo definitely stepped in the starting lineup and did a nice job of filling in for Donovan. Joe likes to start. He does like to
2: start. And, and I'm not saying, you know, he does fine with his bench roll and he's talked about it often, but he likes to start.
3: You can tell he had a little, he had a little extra pep in the old step tonight. It's probably, you know, he's a feel guy and it's it's probably easier for him to get out there from the start and be in that, that rhythm of that feel. Um, he's gotten, like you said, He's he was up for, for sixth man of the year last year, so he's certainly doing a great job coming off the bench. But uh, what a weapon to have that you can just plug in to the starting lineup, play 28 minutes, go seven for nine, five for six, get 19 points, and say, okay, uh, we'll take that win, thank you. And only one turnover. You know, one that's...
2: turnover is the, with as much as he handled the ball. Exactly. In fact, the Jazz tonight with only 14 total turnovers, which is a good number, considering they were at 20, right, against Atlanta, uh, or not Atlanta, excuse me, uh, Chicago last uh, last weekend.
3: And only four in the second half. So 10 wow. in the first half and four in the second. So you see combination of getting shots and those shots going in. Uh, that's a good combination. All right, let's get the post-game
2: sound started. Let's go back out to Atlanta. Let's now hear from Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder.
7: Well, I think this is one of those games where, like, The bad things were were, were actually the good things in that, you know, we felt like we were getting pretty good looks and we weren't making them. And that that's when I think, you know, being mentally tough and continuing um, adjusting a little bit, you know, to when you have an opportunity to get in the lane, um, but continuing to try to play with the pass and take good shots. Um, I thought our defense you know, our defense was really solid, uh, which which allowed us to be in a position where, you know, when our offense kicked in, you know, we were we were right there. So the, the, the difference is this team, that you know, guys figured stuff out um, and they figured it out on the court. There's a couple of plays that really demonstrated that, you know, side out play where Boyan and Royce were connected and they were Preparing probably to foul Rudy at that point. We get a quick layup. Um, you could see it in dead ball situations when you know we were huddled to make sure everybody's knowing what we're doing. You know that doesn't have to be every possession, but you know I I think we were connected group up 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 here, and uh, you know that guys feed off each other in that way in that way. There are coaches who take players out when they're happy about tonight you've never been one of those coaches why not well I've taken a couple guys out but not Jordan Clarkson <laughs> <laughs> I believe in him you know I mean I think that's part of you know when someone believes in you you know you you the, the moments where you may have some doubt you you, you don't and you know I thought in the first half, I think he was over five from three. He got one late clock with like two seconds on the shot clock to, you know, call it over four and thought they were good looks. So, um, that's who he is. And, you know, the thing that, you know, and this, there's a couple of sequences in the Milwaukee game where he just threw himself into other parts of the game. And I think that's the most important thing. Like, if somebody's not making shots and they're, you know, going inward and feeling sorry for themselves, you can be frustrated, but when it impacts other parts of your game, you know, that's different. And, you know, there's a, there's a confidence that he has in himself and he and I have a little bit of a connection in that regard. You'd have to ask him. Um, you know, I I think, I think he's, you know, he adjusts during the game. You you saw him, you know, he was making shots, but he also got on the lane and and, and credit, you know, credit our bigs, you know, when, when we started to really space and, you know, be flatter on the floor, on the baseline, uh, that created more, more space for Jordan in in the lane. But, um, you know, obviously he believes in himself. There was a timeout where, you know, I think part of it is can focus on Jordan, but, you know, Boyan, Royce, everybody, like we just talked about having, they're not, you know, it's not Jordan shots. It's not Boyan shots. It's not Royce's shots. It's our our shots. And when you approach it that way and, you know, you throw yourself into the group, I think it takes pressure off those shots.
2: There you go. That's Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. Um, interesting stuff about Jordan Clarkson. Talking about uh, not only does Quinn Snyder believe in him, but uh, Jordan Clarkson believes in in himself. And they, I believe, what how Coach Snyder put it was, they have a connection on that front. They they agree there.
3: Yeah, there's 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 no doubt. I mean, it, it's so hard when you got a guy out there that you're really counting on, and he can't make a shot. And the only thing really, it comes down to a coach. Saying in that you know deep down they trust this this guy and you see that with Jordan, um, you know he he has given a ton and we have talked about his contribution over the last couple of years, the energy and and firepower he's brought off the bench. So you certainly have to take all that into consideration when a cold streak hits and you just got to let him work through it. Um, nobody's happier I can promise you than Jordan Clarkson and then I will promise you number two is Quinn Snyder because uh, he didn't have to keep a- a- answering questions about. You know, that Jordan's okay and Jordan's going to be fine. Uh, and Jordan went out there and proved that.
2: I, I'm trying to think of the best words to, that I can think of to describe why Jordan Clarkson was the perfect candidate to have confidence in or believe in. Uh, for coincidence. I mean, I'm trying to think, like, well-adjusted, maybe. Like, confident in, in himself. I, I don't think it's any coincidence that Jordan and this uh, Joe Ingles uh, talked about this on DJ and PK last year, that, that Jordan was the one who got Joe Ingles confident with coming off the bench or comfortable with coming off the bench, saying, you know, whatever Jordan's doing is cool. You know, he's that, that type of, of guy, confident in himself, no matter what the role or whatever, he's going to go out and play his game. And that's exactly what happened. You just had to wait a little bit, and he was going to come around, and Jordan's, you know, a, a tad on the streaky side to begin with, but when it's good, it's great.
3: And remember, we said, you and I both said in the pregame, he's not hes not bashful. He's still going to no. shoot. Um, and be, the reason he will is because, A, it's how he plays, and, B, he has the absolute full support and faith of his head coach. And, I mean, so the game plan is just go figure it out. And, um, again, they were the same shots. They were taken at the same tempo. The, the difference is they went in for him, And he got some confidence and then kind of got that rhythm.
2: Yeah, no doubt about it. And put on a show tonight and put on a show in the second half. And it's pretty amazing that uh, the Jazz ended up scoring 116 points considering they had 39 at the half and couldn't throw it in the ocean. I mean, it's just wild.
3: I I would have never, ever thought that they would have had 116 points at halftime. No. If you had told me that, I thought, okay, it went into quadruple. Yeah, you're
2: crazy. What happened?
3: All right, I uh, want to remind you. Uh,
2: well, Post Game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign, featuring real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some, share your own. MySubaruIs.com. We'll have more Jazz Game Night Post Game show coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network. <laughs> Jazz game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your story and get a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Your final tonight. Jazz beat the Hawks one sixteen to ninety eight, starting off the three game road trip with a win. Uh, we're going to hear from Joe Ingles and other players coming up here momentarily. Coach, you uh, Joe played well tonight. Nineteen point seven oh nine shooting. Five of six from three, and as you mentioned before, uh, he just slipped seamlessly right into that starting lineup. And of course, you are going to miss a beat whenever you are missing Donovan Mitchell, but it helps when you've got Joe stepping in.
3: Well, it was Joe, Joe coming in early and just kind of providing stability. Um, you know, we said that there is going to have to be a couple guys step up their game, and I thought everybody, you know, did. But Joe, you know, the way Joe's been playing, it's kind of been there if needed. Uh, tonight, he was he was very very steady. And uh, made shots and really kind of handled the ball, did a good job of taking care of it. Um, and then Jordan just went otherworldly. Uh, so, yeah. so, you know, there, there's, there's a way to replace those points that you have not been getting uh, off the bench or, you know, from from the team if Donovan's going to be out. Well, and the Jazz didn't get a whole lot
2: else off the bench outside of, uh, of Jordan Clarkson. Uh, Butler came in and had five points. So it was mostly, you know, he only played two minutes at the end, so that hardly counts. Pascal had two, um, and Whiteside had two. Although Paschal, uh, in his fourteen minutes, I mean, as usual, we talk about his energy, but he he went out there. He was plus twenty four in fourteen minutes. I think it had everything to do uh, with the defense that he was playing.
3: Oh, no question. He he's so versatile. Guarded different guys. Shut different guys down. I think he made a really mature play for <clears throat> early when the Jazz were, excuse me, struggling. That's. <laughs> got a little. All good. Y'all right there. <laughs> yeah um he, he got the ball inside got to a jump stop and shot faked a couple times um realized that you know probably going up was futile and he, had, he was kind of threw the ball back out the jazz ended up getting a great shot joe for three um just little plays like that i, I think pascal has a great understanding of the game and what what they need to do to be successful and again just that a uh, little toughness that uh, that comes in handy
2: I mean his two points were on that uh big time move to the Ooh. basket.
3: Yeah, it was great. How sweet was that dunk.
2: Amazing. I mean and, and you just there isn't a player in the league that's gonna get in front of
3: that. So, you know, you just see you, you see little things like this, you know, um, you know, from guy like that that again, you think of last year and the tough situations in the playoffs that Jazz got in kind of makes you start to think, Okay, all right, we got an answer for that this time. And um fun to see him grow like that. Yeah, no doubt.
2: All right, let's go back to Atlanta. Let's hear from Joe Ingles. Did you guys say
3: anything
6: internally, specifically at halftime? Was it just more schematic and just kind of sticking into,
8: not just the scheme of trying to go out? next Yeah, um, nothing too specific. I, I think defensively we were solid. I think we we missed a lot of shots that we would normally make. Um, I think we were getting pretty good looks. Um obviously again, like Mike, the first time playing without Donovan for the first time, you're trying to figure it out as on the fly a little bit, um, which you've been able to obviously do in the past, but again, it's a new year and and you're still figuring things out. So, um, yeah, it was kind of ugly, I guess in, in that first half, but we knew if we stuck with what we wanted to do, we were getting the shots we wanted to take. Um, obviously JC getting hot in the second half, really, um, has helped or it did help tonight um, with the, with the last couple of games and um, yeah, I just think we we kind of stuck with what we did. I think defensively we were really good. Rudy was huge, figuring out where his pickup point was and getting that deflection on the lob a few times, and we were able to get out and run and and make the right play in transition.
7: Yeah. Um.
8: uh, are you asking about like me personally or the whole yeah yeah I mean obviously I think at the end of that even for probably JC it's like you you feel more like you're letting your team down than yourself like in terms of being mad or worried about your own game Um, obviously with, with JC we know how aggressive he is coming off the bench and we expect him to do that every night and for nine out of 10 or 99 out of a hundred, probably he's going to be really, really good at that. Um, so to have a couple games like that, I don't know if he's had a stretch like that since he's been with us really in two or three games like that. So, um, I think as a as a team, you are trying to figure out ways to make it easier for him, um, and not wanting him to overthink it or feel like he's letting us down or, or anything like that. And, um, I mean, even the last couple of games, like the shots that were missing were like r- r- rattling in and out and, and it was shots he normally makes. So um, I think for him, it was more the frustration of of letting the team down, kind of, so not that we thought he was letting us down, but he, from his perspective and and obviously we knew at some point it was going to change. He's not going to shoot that percentages or whatever for, for the rest of the year. So um, yeah, happy he was able to be aggressive. And then I, th- I think the, the best part about it was, that end of the third and the fourth, like making the right play and, and he hit bogey a couple of times on, on that transition. And, um, I don't know what he ended up. He still had 30 some points or whatever. So, um, yeah, it was a, it was a good game for him and, um, hopefully he never has a slump like that again <laughs> because it makes it a lot harder.
6: You were pretty aggressive at the first time. You know,
8: you really um, I didn't think about it like that. I, I think obviously it's, Again, it's different. When Mike was out starting with Donovan for me, and then Donovan's out starting with Mike and um, just trying to figure it out. Um, obviously, I know when someone's out, I'm going to start. It just depends who the one through four is that potentially um, would be out. Um, I think I got some pretty open and kind of good looks early um, and was able to make them. And rest of the game it makes it a bit easier once you do see it go in a couple of times. Um, but yeah, there was no kind of, I guess, thought process about it. It was just again playing the way, playing the right way, playing the way we want to play. Um, sometimes it's me, sometimes it's someone else. Second half was JC Boyan. Um Trent was huge off the bench with, with the point guard minutes that that he played. And um yeah, it was a it was a good all round game for us to to close out the end. I'm not gonna say anything about the ball if that's what you wanted to <laughs> um no I mean I think the clear and obvious thing for me is I'm gonna take the shot good shots that, that, that are within our our team and our system and as boring and however many million times I've given you guys that answer um that, that's just how I'm gonna play and um I think for me when I'm taking the shots I want to take that, that our team wants me to take. Um, I feel pretty confident I'm going to make most of them. Um, so yeah, just, just playing within the system. And um, I mean, there's always times when you feel like you're hot and you take a bit of a heat check somewhere in the year, but for, for majority of the time, just, just playing within how we want to play. And and again, some nights when some guys are out, there's more shots, more minutes, um, more time handling the ball, whatever that situation is. And obviously tonight with Donovan, there was, kind of a, a bit of all that really so um everybody had to step up and um get ready for the next one
2: there you go joe ingles and uh yes joe was very uh good tonight in stepping into the starting lineup in 28 minutes seven of nine from the field five to six from three 19 points three assists and four
3: rebounds and yeah joe's shot selection tonight coach was great He yeah he he was on attack he was willing um and when he gets his feet squared, you know, he, he made one um, in that second half right in Gallinari's face there on the, on the left wing that I thought looked kind of vintage old Joe Ingles. You know, his hands were down, and he just made him – he just punished him. And I love seeing that. I love seeing the way he plays. Uh, Joe Ingles would be an awesome guy to just hang out with for an afternoon and, and shoot the ball. He just seems like a, a great guy, a terrific teammate. And he was he was really big tonight. They needed they needed him tonight to do what he did. And then his thoughts on Clarkson. Obviously, that team has a lot of faith uh, in Jordan
2: Clarkson and what uh, and what he does.
3: Yeah, they've seen it right. They've firsthand experience at the power of him. You know, put in the pressure he puts on a defense. So it, they knew it was a matter of time. They practiced with the guy. <laughs> yeah, right. Imagine how many shots that dude must make in practice. Yeah. So. Yeah, they they know what he's capable of, and there was zero doubt and, and all faith in that locker room, you could tell.
2: All right, uh, we wondered who was going to get minutes uh, with Donovan Mitchell as as that kind of works its way down the roster. We knew was Joe was going to be in the starting lineup, but who was going to come in and get an opportunity. Uh, and tonight it was Trent Forrest, coach, who played 19 minutes. He went scoreless. He did have an assist and a rebound. And let's hear what he had to say uh, post-game back in Atlanta.
6: Focus, uh, just offensively on try right? what,
4: what were some of the things that that you were you were trying to do? Um, I mean, he's a good player, so I, I mean, just try to use my length, kind of my size, to bother him a little bit. Um, I mean, it helps a lot when you have Rudy and Hassan back there. So, I mean, if I can force him to the rim, I feel like I kind of got the advantage. So that was really kind of my mindset was just kind of using my sides and using Rudy and Hassan on the backside.
6: After finding out, like, the role you're going to play tonight, how did you
4: kind of go about preparing? Um, honestly, the same way I always do. Um, I mean, I just every day kind of take the same approach. It's just always being ready. So, I mean, I really didn't do anything different. I mean, I, I was able to, I mean, study and look through the game plan, what we did this morning with walkthroughs. So, Um, I really wouldn't say I did anything different, but just kind of what I do every day. (laughs)
6: It's a little
4: bit of a different second unit than you played with last year, right? Yeah. What's the biggest difference? I would say it's still taking us like a little time to kind of learn each other, I feel like. Um, But it's easy in some sense because we're all kind of smart players. And I mean, we can able to figure out a lot of stuff kind of on the go. Um, And that's kind of what... Quinn was talking to us about in the back. It's just we were able to figure some things out, like in the floor of the game. So um that was, I would say, is probably the biggest difference. Defensively, those two guys also kind of being able to guard their
6: own. Yeah. Uh, especially, you know, what do you take from Eric on some of the switches
4: he's Yeah, no, nah, Eric is a great defender. Um He's... I mean, can guard basically one through five, and he's also another strong, big-body guy that can move his feet. So having him out there, I mean, it, it helps a lot. And playing a quarterback too, like, like what is it yeah. like? No, nah, it's crazy. Um, I mean, you see him in practice every day shooting. I mean, then you get into games, and just some of the stuff he, he does is just crazy. So he makes a lot of my job easy because I can just pass it and kind of just watch. So it, it's good for me. No, it feels good. Um, I mean, everybody on our team kept telling them to shoot, kept playing his game. Um, and the, I mean, he was getting all the looks he's always getting right at the rim, it rims out, open threes. Um, so it was just a matter of time before he kind of got out of it. But everybody was happy for him.
2: There's Trent Forrest. And I like that we saw Trent a little bit tonight. 19 points, you know, that that kind of, extra ball handler that comes in off the bench. I think we are going to see, you know, Forrest and Butler kind of battle it out for those minutes. And Butler had been getting them. thought it was cool to see Trent get him. He's still in the conversation and he's been with this club for a couple of years now and has played hard every opportunity he's gotten. And certainly glad he's still in the conversation for a chance to, to grab those minutes.
3: It's funny that, uh, you know, I, I think there was probably a, 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 well, obviously a real discussion on where the minutes would go. And I do believe a big part of it is Trent was part of the team. Uh, that guarded uh, Trey Young so well last year and had an understanding of the the scheme. And, you know, you notice when he went in the game, he was a fresh body, yeah. a long guy that could go out there and guard. So, um, yeah, I liked seeing it too. Uh, another guy that can bring a set of skills that you can use to win a ballgame, and that's great.
2: Let's get a look at your points in the paint, brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-SERTA or visit SertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. Uh, Serta Pro Painters, proven and trusted experts in painting. Points in the paint. Excuse me. Tonight, uh, Jazz outscored the Hawks 46-38. to 38. And uh, obviously a lot of that having to do with Rudy Gobert and, uh, and Hassan Whiteside and the job that they did. I thought Rudy, you know. Clint Capella uh, sometimes has had Rudy's number. I thought Rudy did a really nice job on Clint tonight. Uh, in fact, disrupting
3: a bunch of entry passes and lobs, and and really doing uh, doing all that good work. I totally agree. I mean, you think back a couple of years when um, the Rockets were doing what they were doing, and and Capella was kind of the recipient of all the stuff, um, you know, off drives and, and dishes that Rudy probably, you know, he got a lot of of Capella early. Uh, hanging from the rim, you know, visions like that. But t- tonight he did a great job of not overcommitting to the dribbler and, and doing a good job of kind of understanding where Capella was in relation and, and being an impact on both uh, the big guy and the guards.
2: Postgame is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. The My Subaru is campaign features real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own at MySubaruIs.com. Coming up next. We're going to hear from uh, Jordan Clarkson as he uh, had a big time night tonight as Jazz beat the Hawks 116 to 98. That's straight ahead here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Postgame Show, Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe, it is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru is campaign real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Jazz win tonight, 116-98 to over the Atlanta Hawks. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you. Let's get a look at your master of the glass tonight, brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert here for another year of uh, great year of basketball. Proud to be the preferred Auto Glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass rebound program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate $5 to the United Way of Utah for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. And uh, still undefeated on the season as the Master of the Glass is one Rudy Gobert. Fifteen rebounds tonight, only one on the offensive side, but
3: he continues to be a force on the glass coach. Man, I'd love to see him get to twenty every night. It'd just be so good. I'm just being facetious. I wonder what he averages this year. He was seventeen six, I think, when I looked going into tonight. So he that's that's remarkable. That's crazy. And uh, you see you know, if you watch this team, you see how how his de- his defensive rebounding is. I think it's improved. I think mean, he's rebounding more, instead of you know, vertically. I think he's moving around and, and rebounding more better on the move, and that's a that's a bad sign for everybody else and a great sign for the Jazz. He he had 15, and the next closest was Whiteside with seven. And and Whiteside's been good on
2: the glass. He's been I amazing. Mean, that's
3: that's seven in 13 minutes which
2: almost feels low for him, which is just crazy Right to get seven rebounds in 13 minutes. But we've seen him up in the double digits. And what, he last game he had nine? I mean, the, the Jazz were randomly, and I say randomly because I certainly didn't expect it, a great rebounding team last year. And this year we kind of expected, and they may actually take it to the next level.
3: Yeah, and I love to, um, you know, Whiteside got two offensive rebounds, so he's, he, he's a problem on the glass. And then when Pascal comes in you got to block him out because he's going to move you around. He had two uh, offensive rebounds in 14 minutes. So really good things. A lot of, you know, if you, if you think about the jazz as an entirety, there's a lot to deal with in a scouting report on both sides of the basketball.
2: Of course, the big story tonight, Jordan Clarkson, 30 points, 25 of which came in the second half. He finished plus 29 for the game, 10 of 19 from the field, four of 10 from three, six of seven from the line. And of course the big story was how he struggled or was struggling coming in, and boy, did he put that behind him in the second half. In fact, let's go back to Atlanta and hear from the man himself here is Jordan Clarkson.
6: What was the exact, exact,
2: moment? the
9: it's like, all uh, right, Uh, when I missed, uh, the last 23 shots, probably threes or whatever it was, I mean, in my mind, I just, I just, <clears throat> tried to just keep, continue to be myself and, my teammates all the way down the line, coaches, owner, management, everybody just coming up to me, JC, keep shooting, keep shooting, it's going to happen. And then Don before the game, just coming over to me telling me like, bro, it's going to happen. like." And then we start hitting, it's just going to keep falling. So uh, hats off to like, you know, that's why I love this team. I love my teammates, love the coaching staff, love this organization they all believe in me and uh, believe what I can do. And uh, it's just beautiful. That's why you want to go out there and win a bunch of games and play hard and compete for each other. So um, I'm very thankful for that. There
6: was a point, I think it's like midway to the first quarter, the last quarter, you were over for three, you were hesitating, you a little bit, you went to the turnover, over, and it's a little uncharacteristic. Right. Were you kind of a little bit in your head for a minute there,
9: Uh, not necessarily. I think I kind of just, you know, keep pushing. You know, big thing for me was I'm not doing this. I need to play defense. And that's been the key to everything that we've like harped on since we got here uh, in Vegas during training camp. Uh, When we came back from the summertime, all of us been focused on defense. We know we can score the ball. We know we can make shots. But our main focus has been, you know, kind of guarding our yards, keeping our guys in front of us, containing it. Defensively. So uh, literally all that stuff kind of just just flowed out my head. And, you know, I just keep competing and uh, trying to continue to get wins. You know, that's what it's all about. I'm not really worried about numbers. I think I told you all even last, I mean, at the beginning of the year, like none of that stuff like even matters to me. All it's about is winning and uh, taking this next step as, you know, a team organization and, uh, you know, trying to win the championship.
6: You seen the replay of
9: your, replay of your before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I heard him the whole time. He was literally talking to me. He was like, oh, "Oh, yeah, this is it right here. Yeah, you got him." And then, and then seeing him do it, he he knows why. You know, he knows what I'm getting to uh, when I see somebody in the corner like that, and uh, he knows what move I'm gonna go to. So uh, that that's pretty dope, though. You know, that's the all star. Uh, you know. He's 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 a guy. Him having that, I'm having that support from him is just is great and it's amazing. So you kind of give
6: him a hug after. you kind of give it everyone. Right,
9: right. Why was that? Like, uh, I mean, just everybody, just like it's just like a uh great feeling just from everybody, um, uh, knowing, you know, that I'll you know work hard in the summertime, you know, put all this time in, and you know, when people struggling that that like can be frustrating, but uh, like I told them, and like they have told me, just keep being yourself. You know, they trust me. They trust the work. I trust my work. Uh, And like I said, all I was trying to do is, you know, bring energy. I'm not making shots. Play defense and just try to help us win. And that's the main goal for me. I don't know, man. It's moon stars. I don't know. Some, you know, (laughs) some lined up where, You know we are very connected mentally and you know sometimes he don't even have to uh, say anything to me He kind of gives me a look and I kind of already know what he's saying and um, but you know I trust him more than anything I trust him you know game plans whatever he says is like trumps everything in the world so when he's telling you to you know keep going keep shooting and he's telling that to everybody down the line and he's uh putting that trust in each one of us. You know, he's uh a great person and a great coach and he he wants to win and uh, you know, trying to get it done.
2: Jordan Clarkson always great. Still remains my favorite post-game interview. Uh real quick on his his connection with Quinn Snyder right there. A little a little sometimes coach Snyder is not uh, all that, you know, it doesn't give you a big-time glimpse into to who he is or how he coaches in, in some of his public comments, but you hear his players talk about him. And you know they've got the trust is the word that Jordan Clarkson used right there. But it feels like he's really got the trust of everybody that plays for him.
3: That whole that concept right now, uh, particularly to, with today's athletes, so important. Oh yeah, to have that quality to be uh, you've got to be in charge, right? And you've got to at certain point you've got to make decisions that are hard to make. Um, but he's able to have that that crucial conversation with a guy and. He, you know, it seems as though through talking, you know, in listening to Co- to, to Hassan Whiteside talking and, and Eric Pascal, you know, their their experience, Boyan when he was struggling shooting the ball, there's extra time spent there, and you know, it it all that stuff is for good, um, you know, in situations like this because you put in the time, you, you're on the same page, uh, and and that trust factor is is not just one way but two way, and that's really where an opportunity to, look, to learn and grow is, is formed. And
2: I thought this quote was great, uh, great from Jordan right there. He said, quote, I love this team. I love my teammates. I love this coaching staff. I love this organization because they all believe in me and believe in what I can do. And that's just beautiful.
3: Unquote. That's pretty powerful, you know, and, and can be said for a lot of things, you know, um, I, I don't know how many times a day, I think how grateful I am, you know, for certain things in my life. And I think that that, that's, um, that's a great way to live your life to, to think of the good uh, think of the good things and, and the people that you have around you.
2: Yeah. And and I think, I don't know. I think him saying that about what the jazz have going is, is a really strong statement coming from Jordan Clarkson and on the macro, the fact that he decided to resign here last year Huge. and, and then Mike Conley decided to resign here. I mean, these are guys who had plenty of options. In fact, I, I read a, a really good piece in the athletic from, uh, from Sam Amick, who's uh, been a longtime friend of the station and uh, and talking to Mike Conley and Mike talked about his options out there. There were there were other options. There were other good teams that wanted to be in the Mike Conley business. And he made it seem like it was almost a far, foregone conclusion that he wanted to stay here with the Jazz because of the things Jordan Clarkson was talking about, because of the situation, the, the, the coaching staff, the teammates, the uh, the organization. Uh, etc. And I think you can't understate how important that is. And we don't need to go down the rabbit hole of what's going on in Phoenix. But, you know, look what happens when you don't have those things where you provide an environment for players to flourish and succeed to their greatest potential. You hear Jordan Clarkson right there. that, That sounds like a dude who's getting the most out of himself or believes that, that he's 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 in a spot where he can
3: be at his best. And I, I don't think you can undersell that. I think that's super, super important. Yeah. Think of the locker rooms he's been in mean the number of years in the NBA, the coaches he's worked with, the players he's played with uh, certainly probably not a better situation in all those years uh, from a scheme standpoint to the freedom standpoint. But, but I'm telling you, there's, I'm sure that, you know, there's times where they, that he's got to sit through film. He doesn't like to watch on, you know, defensive stuff. And, and, You know, he's giving back there, too. So uh, it's definitely, in my mind, working because you're allowing him to be him, but you're also making sure that he's doing the things that are going to help you win outside of just doing what he does.
2: Yeah, so really strong statements from Jordan Clarkson. Glad we got to hear from him tonight. Of course, he was the star of the show. 30 points tonight, 10 of 19 shooting, 4 of 10 from 3, 6 of 7 at the line, and just had a monstrous second half. Uh, with 25 points and a big part of the reason the Jazz outscored the Hawks in the fourth quarter, 41 to 24, to turn kind of a slog it out game coach into a blowout.
3: Yeah, it was a slog it out game. It was so interesting the, the the difference between the two, um, but it really was the Jazz inability to get a shot to fall, uh, and then you know the combination of their defense and in and Atlanta being a little cold too. I do believe so important to take away Trey Young, not let him get going, and they they were definitely. Uh, they had their antennas up there. They did a good job of taking him away. All right, your final tonight. The Jazz
2: uh, beat the Atlanta Hawks 116 to 98. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. The My Subaru is campaign features real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own at MySubaruIs.com. Coming up next, we'll get to your play of the game. We'll get Coach Lacoma's final thoughts on this one as well. Jazz game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network.
0: Clarkson straight down the barrel. Three, it's good. Jordan Clarkson hits a three after missing his opening five of the night and 23 straight. And the Jazz are within four. Jordan looks to the crowd, looks to the sky, and says, thank goodness.
2: There is your play of the game, courtesy of our buddy David Locke. Play of the game brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service sales and selection. LHMAuto.com, driven by you, Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe, Jazz Game Night Post Game Show Jazz win 116 to 98 over the Atlanta Hawks Post Game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru featuring the My Subaru is campaign real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers share your story for a chance to win prizes learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com uh the Jazz led tonight by Jordan Clarkson who had 30 points Bogdanovich with 23 Joe Ingles 19 Mike Conley 13 points and 11 rebounds Rudy Gobert 13 points and 15 rebounds. The Jazz shot 50% from the field, a little over 50%, 41 of 81. They were 41.5% from three, 17 of 41 tonight. Coach, a stat that we have not talked about, but you pointed out to me off the air. Look at that assist number, 30 assists tonight on 41 made field goals. Now, let me ask you, is that just the Jazz saw the ball go into the basket and thus those assist numbers are going to be up, or did you uh, think that – Ah uh, the ball movement might have been a little bit better.
3: well, I think it was combination. I think shots going in certainly helps that number, especially the way the jazz you know play to the three uh, but I also think you know we and we mentioned this Atlanta's not a big pressure team and so the jazz were able to run their stuff uh, be able to ball screen and get out of it without a blitz um, they were able to to you know get out a little bit in in ball screen and drive the ball and get deeper so I think that there, there was some of that, too. I think it was a combination that the ball was able to penetrate and kick way more tonight just by virtue of the scheme. Only 14, 14 turnovers tonight, too, and nobody had more
2: than two on the team.
3: Yep, and, and again, the huge point to me, 10 in the first half, things are sluggish, you're not making shots. All of a sudden, the ball starts going in, it's distributed better, and there's only four turnovers. For the Hawks, uh, really,
2: Nobody had a baller night for for Atlanta. They did shoot 42.7% from the field, which is not awful. 25% from three, seven of 28. But really, nobody took over this game for the Hawks. Trey Young with 21 points on eight of 20 shooting. 0 for four uh, from three. He did have seven assists. But, uh, you know, their other big gun, John Collins, uh, only had 13 points tonight. Hunter with 14. Capella with 13. And they got pretty much nothing. Uh, coming in off the bench, Gallinari uh, had six. Reddish had four. Lou Williams, Sweet Lou, had five in an eleven minutes. Uh, managed to get up eight shots in eleven <laughs> minutes. And typical Lou Williams. He's starting to he's, he's you starting know. to lose it a little bit. I know, he's not He's not he's quite not where he quite was. Sweet, but, yeah, sweet Lou. But still managed to get up eight shots in 11 minutes. Got to have little. respect for that. But really, not a not a spectacular performance necessarily from the Hawks. And the Jazz in their postgame comments coach have talked a lot about the, the defensive intensity tonight that probably had a lot to do with it.
3: It was huge, man. They set the tone early. And it, it can be discouraging when you're not making shots. It's it, You know, Booner said that Clarkson's head was hanging a little bit. I mean, that can be contagious, too. Um, and that's where the wheels come off on the road, right? You, you go out there, you can't make shots, you don't play with great energy, and the team kind of runs you out. And the Jazz really kind of bowed their necks, and they did not allow the, their, their offense to dictate how hard they played defensively. And that little stretch in the first half where they're able to play through missing shots and keep that thing at 16-15, I mean, the Jazz played really, really good defense, and that was a huge part of why they won. So normally when players say something like this, I don't believe them, but with Jordan Clarkson,
2: what he said in his post-game uh, media availability we heard in the last segment, I actually believe him, where he said when he was struggling shooting the ball, he tried to focus in and lock down on defense. And most of the time I roll my eyes when I hear that from NBA players, but I think it was true with Jordan. He was playing hard on defense, or he has been. I shouldn't even say this just tonight, but in the in the first half, he seemed particularly
3: locked in on defense. I, I believe him when he says that. No, there's, there's something to it. Again, it goes back to... Quinn gives him a lot of freedom, but he wants him. You know, I'm sure. Hey, we want you to step up and play harder and be more attentive defensively. And I think to to a man, this team has done that this year. Uh, Clarkson's been a big, big guy that's improved just in terms of knowing what's going on out there, knowing uh, what his assignments are, where his rotations are, and you know, down in the stance and ready to guard.
2: Yeah, you you can see it, and I I think. You know, I think that is true for Donovan Mitchell this year. I think it's been true for for Mike Conley this year as well. It seems like the perimeter defense, you know, uh, they were around for that Clipper series. I think they probably realized that the perimeter defense was an appearance or it was a uh, perimeter defense was an issue. And if they are going to move to the Western Conference finals or heaven forbid the NBA finals, that that's part uh, of the jazz game that was going to have to get uh, tightened up a little bit. And it probably wasn't going to come from a whole lot of roster moves. So it needed to come from improvement from those players, and I think we've seen it at least thus far.
3: Yeah, think of the number, of, you know, over the last couple of years that we talked about a guard or guards going off on the Jazz, um, and you know, I think there has been an understanding that Rudy is a real weapon, but you know, everybody else has got to be um, locked in there too. And Wellsy at halftime, Coach Wells used that term, locked in. Um, and the team was locked in, dialed in, understood the scouting report, and went out and executed it to near perfection. Not locked on, but no. locked in. Yeah, well, he gets enough
2: credit. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Sit down, Lock.
2: All right, Coach, let's get some final thoughts
3: from you on this one before we turn the page. Well, it's, it's I, I think, in a perfect world. This, we talked about this road trip. Uh, it's hard to win on the road. This was going to be a difficult game anyway, and then you get the news that Donovan's out. Uh, thought the guys came out again, played hard. Certainly didn't go uh, as as planned, and it wasn't necessarily pretty in the first half, uh, unless you love effort and defense. And I thought it was gorgeous there. Uh, I was really impressed with it with the way the Jazz played defense in the first half. They found their stroke. Uh, we talked about it at halftime. If they can keep guarding like this and find their stroke, they're going to pull away and and win going away. I didn't expect 116. I'll be totally honest. Uh, I did, but I did feel like shots were going to fall because these guys are just too good a shooter. So a great win to collect on the road. Great job taking Trey Young out. Uh, now uh, we we wait a day, day off tomorrow, and uh, pick up in Miami. So that, that will be a fun one Should for sure. Should be a good one. Yep. Hopefully Donovan's back for that one. I want to remind you about the Utah Jazz
2: Most Valuable Educators, presented by Instructure, the makers of Canvas. Throughout the season, the Utah Jazz and Instructure will recognize 21 MVEs. Each one will receive a visit from the Jazz Bear a thousand dollar grant, personalized jersey, tickets to watch a jazz game in a suite. Go to nba.com slash jazz slash mve to nominate your favorite educator. Uh, right now, the Jazz win tonight in Atlanta by the count of 116 to 98. They move to seven and one on the season. We want to say a big thanks to David Locke and Ron Boone doing a great job calling all the action. Uh, from the ATL, thanks to the broadcast assistants who worked on the uh, broadcast tonight. Thanks to Jeff, executive producer. Of Jazz Game Night. And thanks to the title sponsor of the post game show, that is Mark Miller Subaru. The My Subaru is campaign features real stories from Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Uh, read some and share your own at MySubaruIs.com. And of course, thank you, Coach Lacombe. You're the best.
3: No, thank you, man. It's been great. I saw you leaving the studio this morning as you came in. So I actually worked a Jake Scott day today. Longer. You were
2: in with PK. Are you kidding? You deserve some R and buddy. Go home, and get some rest. All right. It's not s- like you don't have another job anyway. You know, like occupying your time and energy. No. Why would I do such and, a crazy and thing? And you managed, despite all that, to bring the heat each and every game. Do
3: I bring the heat? Bring the heat. That's only because you turn on the oven. You're going to bring the heat against the heat. You know, so that's a big one. Let's yeah. see if let's see if the Jazz can be. keep it rolling. No doubt about it.
2: Uh, once again, your final Jazz win, 116-98. to 98. Next broadcast coming your way on Saturday night, taking on the Miami Heat in Miami. That game will tip off at 5.30. Pre-game coverage begins at 4.30, and you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.